I want to talk about competition. Um, and what it is and why it is and explore whether or not um, we are using it in the proper way because certainly it exists so um, it is you know a part of this conceptual family um, but do we use it in the proper way um, because competition is um, something like a lot of these things un, uh, under the, the guise of general conceptualization. Competition is something that um, we see prevalent in natural systems. Um, you know, we, things are uh, in a natural organic system are uh, competitive in certain biospheres. Um, uh, there is you know, competition that um, you know exists between various species, um, even different types of species in a way um, compete uh, and competition can seemingly be healthy for an entire system um, and in our daily, more surface lives, competition certainly, um, you know, provides some entertainment, you know, in sports, um, and it provides some extremely, uh, well, so we've been taught, it, it plays a pivotal role in economics, um, being that competition drives um, a capitalistic economy, or so we're taught. Um, so, competition is sort of you know, this thing that, that we see, or that at least we perceive. Um, and we think we see it in a certain way. Now, whether it exists in that way that we perceive it or not is possibly a different thing altogether. Um, when different systems in nature, and I like to look at this happening in nature, and again, all uh, the enemies under the guise of conception um, in some way, or many of them, maybe not all of them, but many of them exist um, in a natural realm. Uh, language, otherness, ego. <clears throat> or again, at least they all perceive to, uh, to look or to uh, exist. It seems that they do. Um, but uh, from what we can observe, uh, competition is certainly something um, that exists in, uh, in, in the world. Uh, now, there's another type of competition, 
um, something which Gershman Nerdy has made me think about um, in a slightly different way, and that is comp that competition um, can actually be a bad thing um, for various reasons. Competition um, is actually uh, antithetical to all those positive elements uh, that, that we just spoke about. So, we'll explore uh, both sides of, of this and um, we'll see if we can't come to some sort of further understanding just by looking at what competition is. Um, not by really having any, any thoughts about it uh, of our own, but just by by looking at it, maybe we can find out something about it. So, competition um, seems to exist in the world. However, I'm going to qualify that as that it, it seems to, because you can't talk about anything on any level without, and this is a giant misstep that we as human beings um, often take, or it's a step that, that we don't take, and that is that as human beings, of course, we are subjective, um, biased, and individualized, and we see things a certain way. And oftentimes the way that we as human beings view things in general is um, in opposition to one another. And I think that that term, that phrase opposition, the meaning of opposition, um, what opposition is to a human being is very important because opposition really breeds the kind of competition that we're talking about. What, usually the kind of competition that we speak about when we talk about competition, but this of course goes back to language and what language is. So we all have to be on the same page and the same understanding um, and use uh, and define what it is that we mean when we say, uh, when we speak about this word competition. And from a linguistic standpoint, again, we say competition, we all think we, we know what we mean. And that is something that's, again, opposed to something else. Um, and it's that sort of opposition that, you know, brings about some kind of conflict between the thing and that which it is opposed to. So, um, again, as human beings, subjective, individualized beings, we again see and have come to see competition as something that is natural. Um, and even good uh, on a variety of 
of different levels. Matter of fact, it's encouraged in economic systems, um, in athletics, uh, in entertainment, in a variety of different sectors and arenas. We we promote competition. Um, it's character building. It's something that so we think uh, it's it's something that um, enables us to look at things uh, in a way to, to experience things in a way that we otherwise wouldn't be able to um, because of that which is against us and by being opposed to um, or being, you know, going up against something that is against us. We find things about um, ourselves that we didn't know existed before, um, which is sort of the challenge of opposition. It's the challenge of duality and competition. So, um, and again, I think we, we think that uh, it seems as though um, competition arises when two things that are um, in search of the same goal are uh, in search for the same goal by using the same means um, come in contact with one another within a given system. So, when two things utilizing the same means uh, to achieve the same goal come in contact, but they're totally opposed to one another, uh, or the, the, there, there, there's this opposition that is created. Um, because, you know, a flower uh, can exist, um, you know, in the gardener's house, and there are two, you know, beings that are, um, you know, their ultimate goal is survival, and um, they exist in a similar system, but they have completely different means of, of doing this, and biologically speaking, Everything's goal, everything's purpose, is survival, is sustenance, is the sustaining of being itself, of its own being. So, <clears throat> competition arises, this com competitive nature arises because of a sort of limit on these resources within a given system. Um, and so, you know, uh, a certain thing either has to, uh, you know, to, has to utilize these resources, um, and hopefully the resources continue to replenish themselves, but if the resources, there's a scarcity that's produced, you know, if there's a scarcity that exists, then, uh, likewise you see uh, competition uh, arise on at, a, at an equal and exp, uh, 
at an exponentially or at, a, at an equal rate to the scarcity of, of the resources. Um, you know, folks from or beings from within their uh, same familial clan or species will um, who depend on that clan or that other species for survival will will turn on one another and will attempt to uh, garner the resources all for themselves uh, for that single individual um, and we see this uh, in nature um, you know a, a lion a pride of lions make a kill and it's the biggest one that eats first, you know. Um, and it barks at the others when when <laughs> they try and uh, steal a piece before you know, the dominant male is finished. So, but, so that's a kind of, of competition. Um, you know, uh, you know, the do dominant... Uh, beings of uh, certain clans uh, come and go, they're challenged, they're opposed um, by other beings within their, their clan. Um, and, you know, it's, it's for the mating privileges, it's for, it's for the domination of uh, the individual over, over the others. It's a sort of will to power. Um, and Nietzsche makes a very strong argument. Darwin makes a very strong argument. Um, but I wonder if ultimately this is uh, something that we have misused. Um, as human beings into a level that is you know, unhealthy um, and I think we can all agree that you know a competition left unchecked is certainly unhealthy um, but again everything in nature and I suppose as I I'm going through this, I'm assuming that just about everything in nature uh, is good, and that's an incorrect assumption, um, being that the word good is a pretty limited description of, of anything. Um, it's not accurate, and it's temporal because what's good right now is bad later. So, but it, it, competition certainly appears natural. And again, it appears natural um, through our human uh, filters here. It appears that it is something that um, the entire world is 
interact with him. But I wonder why that is, because really, something doesn't come into existence without there being enough resources for that thing to begin with, and oftentimes, if there aren't enough resources, that particular being adapts, finds other ways. Um, being, being itself is very resourceful, <laughs> you know, uh, it's the most, I mean, it is resource, you know, <laughs> you know? um, so, I wonder if humanity hasn't somehow driven competition, uh, in a way that that we have set everything off course um, because of our ways and because our ways have come to dominate the world we now see everything in this matrix of competition um, I know that certain things, again, in, in nature, exist in, in a certain way, and um, it, seems, it seems so natural and so, so very, well, you know, perfectly fine. It's just kind of the way that it is. You know, the wolf goes to hunt out the... Uh, the weakest antelope or the weakest, you know, herd, you know, member of the herd, and uh, there's a similar, there's some some semblance of of competition there. Something that we, you know, the the weakest member of the member of the herd tries to evade the wolf, obviously, but. I wonder if, again, somehow we've taken that and we view competition um, where we see that whole entire process as something that it is not exactly, or there's something more going on there. Yes, there is this natural order, this natural way, but um, I wonder if it isn't something, something else happening. Um, because our humanness, our human nature, is so competitive. We are like, we are just bred to, to compete. And again, it's, competition is encouraged, in fact. Um, competition, however, it brings about many unhealthy things. If there's competition, 
then the system itself is weak, right? I mean, that's precisely why competition exists. That there, there's something that is going on within the system where um, the system can't sustain uh, that which has come to to have to be competitive to survive. So, when the system can't sustain the being, um, there becomes a an imbalance, or there is an imbalance, and so competition is introduced, and the system balances itself out again, right? I mean, going back to the thoughts about um, the wolf and the antelope, I mean, they are, you know, these are the wolf and the, you know, the herd. I mean, these beings have this perpetual interplay of, you know, one chases the other and, you know, dies a very violent death. Um, something happened within a within the system that created created this and again it's not that i'm saying it's bad or unnatural it certainly is nature basically but yeah, there were quite possibly at one point um so many of a certain type of herd that um it just became easy for another type of being to to sustain sustain themselves off of it. So um, that is a kind of natural competition, a natural process. Uh, the system balancing itself out because it's always the larger system that is really what is ultimately important um, and that's dictated by the way of things themselves I mean if it was the individual I mean that would be absurdity if it was the individual that was actually the important thing um, the individual can't the individual is the product of uh, the multiplicity, the, the larger being. So, the individual that, that we put so much emphasis on the individual um, is clearly backwards. It's clearly something that uh, is a product of, of our egos. Um, and is 
a lack of a larger a vision of, of something more, of something greater. But our competitive nature as human beings might be something that is in fact natural. However, we've taken it much further than any any other observable beings. Because when we compete, it's strange. We, when other things compete, one, one being lives and another being dies. That's, that's usually the way of it. Um, and I suppose maybe it's true with us also. Maybe I'm talking about all this in such a conceptual way that I don't really have a whole lot to stand on when, when talking about this. What, what really jars me about competition is that it does exist in this very natural way. But I know, I, I, I can feel that it's, in a way, unnatural. Because it's based on resource. And there are there's a famous Bible quote, of course, that, you know, the lion will lay down with the lamb. Uh, I, I, I forget the context, but like in, in the kingdom of God, the lion lays down with the lamb or something. I'd like to, to reference that and to look that up. Um, because there's something that just bothers me about it. There's something that just seems, I don't know off about it to me um, I guess I guess a lot of things seem off when you get right down to it because but I off I guess maybe is a, a limited word also and not as descriptive as maybe saying that it seems counter to, and I think I guess this is a, a problem that a lot of people have um, with with the idea of an all-loving deity. It certainly seems counter to uh, to an all-loving deity, uh, to something that uh, to a personal God, to something that cares. Um, but I think that it is, although it is exists in the natural world, um, I think that because of our individuality, our, because of our egos, um, we see things 
not as part of a large process, but on an individual scale, on an individual level. Like, it isn't fair that, you know, the baby elk, you know, gets, gets eaten uh, by the coyotes, or you know, it isn't fair that the cute little bunny rabbit um, gets picked off by the hawk, or, you know, this whole process of nature seems so harsh and unfair. And, again, it seems competitive to us as possibly the most subjective individual beings ever created <laughs> as human beings as we are. But, really, nature is a whole system working together. And, again, it's always about the system. Um, and the system feeds off of itself. The system sustains itself. The system is the thing itself. So, that being the case, again, the individuals really don't... The, the individuals perpetuate the system, yes, but there are more cogs in the machinery. Um, so, when we as subjective individuals look at you know, this larger system playing out, you know, we feel sad for these individuals, you know, you you watch the nature shows and, you know, the mother cries out for the, the baby, the cub that never comes home, or this heartbreaking shit that happens in nature for us as subjects. But subjectivity has its purposes also. And that's something we need to to address and see, just as competition does. And regardless of what we might think about competition, um, like everything else, it's come and it's evolved. It's, it is here um, because of what has happened on a larger scale. But again, I just, I can't help wonder but that if what happened on a larger scale isn't, wasn't in some way unnatural, or was in some way aggravated to, to such an extent that, that things now operate perceptively in this manner. Some people say that that is just lunatic fringe talk, and I, I can understand that talk, but I, I'm, we're trying to get really to the bottom of why things are the way that they are, and why we see them uh, in such a certain way, and why our perception is counter to, is so often counter to reality. Um, so, what we want to know, 
what we are exploring is this idea that competition um, on a human level level is is somehow maybe not what competition is on a natural level, but again, we as human beings are a part of that nature, but in this sort sort of Garden of Eden moment uh, where as I am contending or have already stated in the introduction uh, to a philosophical war in the antebellum in something called you know an Eden within us in the case for that invisible war that you know that metaphorical language within the Bible even if it wasn't a metaphor, even if it really wasn't actual happening, happening that, you know, Adam and Eve ate from this tree of knowledge. But that tree of knowledge was conception itself, was our thoughts about reality, our ability to split ourselves dualistically, conceptually from the reality. So, that is to say that, you know, just to state it orally, even though I've already stated it in writing, is that that, that Garden of Eden happening, that, that bite from the apple um, opened conception, where before we were living harmoniously with things. And there are a number of different traditions that speak about uh, this kind of happening. Um, most famously today, as perceived in, in you know the Old Testament and Genesis, but that quite possibly what it really is speaking about is that conceptualization was birthed from from that uh, happening of you know this. Adam and Eve scenario. Um, and because, again, they realized right away that you know, they were naked and they felt shame and all these other things that, you know, at once were natural, seemed unnatural. Um, and I wonder if, to take it to an even deeper level, I wonder if consciousness itself didn't divide itself. You know, if, if what was this unified consciousness looked at itself and became aware of itself, and then through that awareness, this duality, uh, formed, and this duality continued in such a way that you know, it became further and further and further uh, divided, and 
more and more competitive. And a greater division and a greater turmoil happened because that's because that's what competition is. And in all of our groupings of categorization and categorizations and subgroupings and this, that, and the other thing that we did in antebellum in that pre-war uh, reconnaissance, everything that we did. Um, we couldn't talk about competition without talking about violence. There was, there was no way around the two topics. You know, one, one was the other. Just period. That's, that's what they were. Competition is violence and violence is competition. And... I wonder if the way itself was somehow divided by this this Adam and Eve happening that consciousness simply was it just was I mean I know to someone who is not familiar um with what I'm speaking about, it might be totally lost by this entire notion. Um, and that's okay, because hopefully we'll have explained it um, in a better way, or th it is explained by all these other workings and dictations and eventual you know, writings of a philosophical war that will come, come about. But I can't help but wonder if consciousness itself uh, took a wrong turn. And I, there's a dictation there somewhere it's a very short one, if I remember. It just said, you know, consciousness took a wrong turn and divided itself. And, um, um, and that's where we get this multiplicity, this, this action-oriented, perpetual, you know, being, perpetual, you know, happening of things living within a system which is insufficient. And when the system is insufficient, competition uh, arises and, and that competition is violent in some way or another. I mean, Gandhi said that uh, poverty is the worst form of violence. Um, and he's absolutely correct. Um, because poverty... Uh, is violent to a person every moment of their day. And we as human beings have become impoverished. Even, you know, those in the middle class and even, uh, you know, many in the upper class without even knowing it. They're, they're, there is a lack within us. And because there is this lack... We fill it through competition. I mean, that, that's what competition is. It is the fulfillment of, it's the act of the attempt to fulfill the lack. So, even when, when two teams, you know, compete on the same field, the, the competition is the act 
which attempts to fill the lack of uh, of the win. There's not a win yet over the one. One has not dominated the other, and that competitive happening, that drive is the act of fulfillment, and it's a self. It's a self fulfillment. So. It is, again, a, a, it's a selfish event that takes place. Um, and I just don't see the, the world um, as a selfish thing. I just don't see the, the nature of the world as a selfish thing. And maybe that's, well, maybe that's what we're here to explore right now. There are things about the way of the world itself. So many things that, again, when we look at the system at large, um, simply don't line up with We living within a uh, within a world that is has left us on our own, but yet that's you know that's the prime tenet of existentialism is that you know I mean, that was my definition to my class every year, which is existentialism is complete and utter autonomy in an otherwise cold and indifferent universe. That was. Webster Dictionary Definition, I believe. I think I looked it up on that. I think that's what I found. I remembered it to this day. So, competition is self-fulfilling. And, again, in a universe that is exactly that, it's a universe, it's all tied together, <laughs> Uh, it's tied together through the individual, but it's not about the individual. It is the individual that builds the bridges, that is the bridge. The individual thing is the bridge, but it has to function as a bridge in order to be a bridge, right? I mean... You can construct a bridge, um, but if you block off, uh, you know, both sides of it, then it's just a big hunk of, you know, metal or wood or whatever, you know, going over an impassable space, then an otherwise impassable space. So if we are not the bridge, then, then what are we? If we don't exercise ourselves as the bridge, then, then what are we? Again, maybe in the natural world, and there is something, that, I mean, there are various uh, other uh, musings on this that we've done that have suggested uh, you know, quite, quite uh, uh, plainly that, you know, the individual... Is just the representation of uh, the reality 
behind the individual. And, there, you know, we've talked about it before, and we're going to talk about it again. Um, so, so that is a, is a large part of this. Um, but uh, but I, I want to stay focused on competition itself. Um, otherwise, I would get off onto all of, all of that. Um, but I don't think we need to do that here. So, because understanding competition is important for understanding who we are, who, who we are and why we are. And how we got to be this way. Um, because... Competition is, it's dangerous. <laughs> if you're in competition, you are in danger. <laughs> and ultimately, ultimately there is no danger. We're all fading into the abyss. In this shell, anyways, we're all fading into the abyss. So, what's the what's the real danger? While we're here, this life is a danger. <laughs> this life is competitive. Because that's what competition is, right? Remember, I mean, at the very beginning of this dictation, we said that competition is... Or in a biological system, um, that's why there's competition is to survive. That's that's biology's point. That's what a biological thing is. It's a system that self-replicates, and it will do whatever it can to self-replicate. That's Dawkins' selfish gene, uh, which we've also come to refute um, in a previous. Uh, dictation. Um, I believe that was titled, you know, this Dawkins selfish gene or something of, of that nature. But when you're in competition, you're in danger. And you're only in danger, basically, I mean, basically, at any time you're alive trying to perpetuate your being, you're in some sort of peril. You know, you're, you're standing in between the brink of, you know, existence and not at any given moment. So, competition is a choice. Um... Now it's it's maybe at a very base, uh, well maybe at at its most basic. It's it's not a choice because you hear about you know, people who have lost their you know minds at, at sea or whatever, and they they attempt to um, survive any way they can. They drink salt water and they drink you know so they they're trying to fulfill the lack. In some way or another, um, 
but we are in being always in danger of not being um, and what it is that we do uh, to attempt to survive uh, you know is in some way uh, can be seen as uh, as competition again is is something which stands in opposition to to that which uh, is against it. So there's that duality again. So, and duality is a major player in a philosophical war. Duality is a major component. So, again, what is this competition that we that we've so readily come to embrace again there are some systems that that need it i'm sure a biologist would stand here and tell me that it's it's healthy for the system itself um, in many, many cases. Um, because it comes in and it, it, again, levels the playing field. And I can, I can well understand that. Um, but it also seems to me that the smaller the system, the more competition there is, the more, I mean, planets don't, well, maybe planets do compete against other planets, or, I mean, galaxies compete against other galaxies, but it's like, but the larger a thing is, the more it has, the less competitive uh, it is. The larger the system, the less, the less competition. And then the smaller the system, obviously, because resource dwindles. Um, so it becomes more competitive. Um, and things interact in different ways. So the the more competitive a system, um, and again, it's really the it's really the system itself uh, that breeds the competition, because you know if there were thousands of dead caribou lying around, or you know, you just have I mean, wolves wouldn't have evolved to to hunt them so well. The the more resources that are available, or the way those resources become or act with one another, um, the less violent the system.
and in a competitive system uh, you have an extreme amount of violence and again the, the two are basically inseparable from violence violence just is competition uh, violence is that thing which is against the well-being of being or just the well-being violence is is counter to that and in a system that is overly competitive I mean there will be so much violence that nothing can exist so again while violence and competition do exist the system isn't predicated on violence and competition it's there it's a product of it's a it's the coolant in the engine um, but it's not what the system is all about and I think as human beings we've made the system all about competition <laughs> and uh, as opposed to the natural or in in light of uh, you know what we've done to the natural world to nature you know we, we've we've won every battle against nature we've dominated it on every level um, maybe because of this competition because of our nature to be competitive I don't know um, because as human beings um, we bring this competition it's like our it's like our modus operandi it's it's what we it's what we do it's what we are um, and again looking at nature there is an element of what we perceive as competition within nature but again nature is it can't be competition itself because otherwise it would be too violent and it would not be able to sustain itself and I mean, if it's if anything is too competitive, you know, I mean, any two, any any general can tell you that, uh, you know, a battle that is so uh, a battle that is too competitive, nothing gets done, <laughs> and nobody wins <laughs> those battles. You know, it's an eye for an eye, and uh, and no, you know, the battle just rages on. So competition is meant for one side to, to eventually dominate over the other. And that fulfills the lack, that, that you know, sh uh, uh, ushers in um, 
the the cement where previously a void existed. Um, because competition then has to bring in more competition to to you know uh, dominate over the thing which which one it's the the woman who ate the spider that old children's rhyme you know she has to the woman swallows a spider and then she forget what she swallows next to get the spider and then swallow something else to get that and she swallows something else to go get that you know so it's never ending um, and that's what competition in the way that we as human beings uh, have come to to understand it um, and again it's always violent always a violent act um, there's never anything there's never any way to separate ourselves from violence and violence obviously is simply you know not good for I mean, any type of being wants as little amount of violence as possible. Um, you know, maybe drunk college kids being the exception to that rule, but, um, you know, if, if it was, if it, there's no being that wants uh, that uses violence as a first resort. Um, beings want to use as little energy as possible. Um, and in violence, in competition, great energy is expended. And... It's extremely difficult to survive in a competitive environment. And it's simply not something that you know, anybody wishes to really be a part of um, for any length of time. Um, and again, and yet we, we encourage this system and we even think that it's healthy to a certain degree. Um, and again, we could be viewed as as healthy, being that it is the coolant in the engine. Um, but it's not the answer. And a human being has to has to get ready for more. A human being has to. get beyond this competition. It has to move past it 
and begin to reunify itself. Um, otherwise, it will perish, just like all things that um, are competitive. Because, again, in any system where anything is competing for anything else, it's, they're doing so because, for a resource. They're competing for a resource. And unless that resource replenishes itself uh, undyingly, then competition, then, then whatever it is that is competing for that resource will fall away. Um, and, I mean, that's something that is obvious <laughs> in nature and that, that does seem to... Um, stand up and be, and be something that is easily understood um, from anybody's perspective. But the truly successful beings, they evolve. Um, they change their behavior, basically. That's what evolving is. They, something phenomenologically changes, um, and they act a different way within, within that system. So competition, something that uh, is competitive, is untenable, is ultimately untenable, I mean, that's just, that's just the long and the short of it, um, competition itself is untenable, it arises for a time, just like violence, it arises for a time, um, and it is a last resource, not a, not a want, nothing wants to be Nothing wants to compete um, with anything else. Everything wants, again, to expend as little energy as it can in order to survive. Nothing wants to to put its being on the line. And again, we are. It's important to to go over. Um, Competition to approach competition from this angle of of something that exists in the natural world, um, because I think it's quite obvious, and again, in the way that Kirishmanerdi um, has enlightened me too, that um, you know human competition is is something different than what he um, speaks about, and that I think what ultimately conceptually. Uh, we talk about in a, in a philosophical war, but we need to get to the to the natural, to the heart of the phenomena first. To why you know it exists in the first place um, before we can uh, expose it on a much an easier level. And again, the easier level, and so maybe we want to spend more time talking about, thinking about, living with 
uh, exploring this uh, happening of competition on, on a in the natural world. Um, because it is, again, something that, something that exists, something that undeniably exists, but also, again, I can't help but think that this natural order existed, it had to come to this existence, uh, that the system forced the competition, um, that the way the Tao of whatever this was, or the, the whatever it is that, um, you know, whatever the system is or whatever that underlining order of any given thing is, um, that, that it was forced into a corner like that. Um, and again, you know, there's, there's an interesting, uh, dialogue that we had about, uh, dictation, of the, or dialogue with, between the self and, uh, otherness, or the universe, whatever, but about, you know, the selfish gene and how these genes aren't necessarily, uh, the, 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 that actually more proves a god. Uh, than, than this proves one, um, because it proves that every there there's a, an element of consciousness within everything, <laughs> um, and consciousness is ultimately, um, you know, a main tenant of being itself. Um, so, but that's that's a sl slightly different topic, but. It's something that is relevant here because we also have to see that consciousness is um, consciousness is relationship to competition um, in well, the relationship there is that what we spoke about here earlier is that I feel that consciousness sort of divided itself um, and through this division it it began to oppose itself because being individual being opposes itself Again, that's where we have competition. Competition is opposition. Um, is two separate things opposing one another, turning on one another, being against being, fighting for resource. Um, and on a natural, again, it seems natural, but I, I just... Again, the universe is contains every system. <laughs> the universe, so far as being is concerned, so far as phenomenology is concerned, is the grand unifier. It is the large container. So, how is it that 
when you keep needling and needling and needling, this competition arises. The more, the more, the smaller the system, the more competition arises. You know, again, that only happens through duality and division. Competition is duality and division. <laughs> so the smaller and the smaller, the more divided, the more segregated, the more com competitive, the more violent. We need to see that. You have to. You have to understand that. It's extremely, extremely important, and it goes, and it speaks to what is beyond all of this. Because we as human beings are the subjective, the most subjective beings on the planet. I mean, how can we are we are subject itself. So, and again, we will talk about non-objectivity and uh, how nothing can truly be a subject alone. But we get to be these competitive subjects. We we look at ourselves as having to continually further and better ourselves, continually be something more. How many times have we said that? How many times have we pointed at that? But why? Our competitive nature? And so why is there a competitive nature in human beings? Have we ever really thought about it? And again, biologically, biologists will say, well, that's how we've evolved, you know? Just like everything else. We evolved, you know, in a system that was you know, low on resources. And so we uh, trained ourselves over tens of thousands of years to just naturally compete, to naturally want to dominate. And that's what that's what competition is. It's the want, it's the dominus, the, the the domination, the want to dominate. But when other things dominate, when other beings dominate one another. Um, Oftentimes, again, something comes in, whether it's a limited, a limitation, a further limitation of resource or uh, another a predator or something else, something else comes to, to really oppose the thing, the thing A which dominated thing B, thing A will then be dominated by thing C, whatever that, whatever C is, whether it be environment or climate, uh, you know, food supply, what have you. But human beings, as we said earlier, have dominated everything else, right? We've dominated climate, we've dominated environment, we've dominated, we've dominated every species on the planet. We won. We won being on this 
very small niche of it, anyways. So, but again, looking at what domination really is, um, dominate unchecked domination, un competition that. Uh, goes unchecked, violence that goes unbattled, unopposed, turns on itself because it knows nothing else but that. It self, it, it defeats itself. It, it, it kills itself. That's, that's what violence does. <laughs> violence kills. Competition is violence, and it arises only from violence. Or its its ultimate end is is violence. So, as human beings who have dominated every aspect of being, um, who have violently overtaken everything that everything that we could you know what what is what is left what are where where else do we go there's nothing left to do but turn away from this violence, turn away from our competitive nature. And again, to say that that's our nature is is ridiculous. Because I, I don't think that's in any anything's nature, the way we think of or talk about competition. Competition again, as maybe we all have to get on the same page so far as you know, when we speak about what it really is, what competition really is. So we think of competition as as two things that again are, are opposing one another. But we don't really oppose anything. Um, we live within and in congruence with everything. Um, we live in harmony, naturally. Uh, there's, there's a natural, true existent harmony that exists, that, that, that is present between any two beings, between, you know, anything. I mean, there, yeah, there's a, even a, there's a harmony that exists between, you know, uh, human beings in the rainforest, or the the bulldoze operator in the rainforest, uh, uh, or the rainforest and the bulldoze operator who was ordered to to cut it down and thinks doesn't think twice about doing so. Um, competition. Um, 
is not harmony. Competition is, is disjointed, and we don't live in a disjointed, unharmonious universe. That's just the very point of it. Precisely why I think something is awry, something is amiss here. Because the universe is not naturally this way. Um, so we need to step away as human beings. We need to get past competition and begin restoring the balance that, that naturally exists in the universe, in, in our relationship to the universe, in our relationship to, to being itself. Because again, we've, although we've dominated every facet of being, we still do live harmoniously uh, with it. It's just that we're pushing. We're, we're, we're pushing it. Um, we're like a rubber band that we extend and extend and it still has form as a rubber band. It is a unified rubber band. Um, but there is tension mounting. And once, if we get but too much tension on it, it will it will snap. Um, and you know, one of one of the symptoms of this is is competition. That that competition exists um, is a sign again that the system is weak, that the rubber band is stretched. I don't have any proof to back this up, but I have common sense that says um, that in a system of plenty, nothing, there is no very, there's no violence. In a system that supports everything that exists within it, violence is non-existent. Competition is non-existent. That things uh, feed off of one another without killing one another. But we're so used to a world that kills to survive. Because um, this is a world that ultimately we, we've created. It's a world that ultimately uh, we're responsible for that it mimics our being it mimics our consciousness it mimics you know, what we see is what we are and what we see are all these systems living in competition with one another we've been banished to a land of competition and it's a violent, harsh, unforgiving place.
Um, but maybe it's a matter of perspective. Maybe if we shifted our perspective towards from seeing things not in competition but within but uh, with one another but in congruence with one another um, in a we, then we can create or recreate a system that has plenty a system that has more than enough where competition is unneeded um, at every level. Uh, we, I, I think we could, even in nature, change the way that uh, beings live um, and restore it to a system which is capable of sustaining everything that lives within it uh, without killing, without one thing needing to kill another uh, in order to do so. Um, and again, people will call that absolutely crazy. Um, but again, if you think about it, you know, the goal of life, of all life, is to live. And it's to live as non-violently as possible. To expend as little energy as possible. Um, so, and yes, things have evolved to attack other things, but but why? And other than the other things have evolved to escape those things that are attacking them, but again, but why? Why? Well, that's the natural order. Well, it's a fucked up natural order. You ask me. And that's not the way now again at a very very much deeper level those fluctuations those attackers those aggressors those attackers and the attack, the predator and prey duality, that opposition. Um, again, in in reality, uh, is just a dualistic concept, and really, it's one conjoined movement. So we have to understand that. And but again, I think we talked about earlier how uh, how we've talked about that earlier. Um, that once we get beyond the, the surface, we, we understand that um, this is, it's our perception of duality that is incorrect. It's not really the way, it's not really the way that things happen that is incorrect. It's our perception of what happens that's incorrect. And that's the whole point of this war is that our perception is wrong that we perceive things in the first place 
rather than just accepting them. It's our whole want to perceive, it's our whole want to understand that while in some ways is admirable, um, is misguided. And I think that should be spoken about also. The want, the want to understand should be spoken about. This unacceptance of, this unacceptance <laughs> should be spoken about. Because in this war, that's our, its main point is to change our perspective to shift it from one of subjective perception to one of objective acceptance and if we had that uh, then maybe I wouldn't you know be <laughs> such a little cunt about, you know, or be so angry about, you know, the tiger eating the monkey, so to speak, or the predator-prey mentality or duality of, of the universe. But again, I just, I just don't see that in a universe which provides everything, how on a microcosmic level, um, and this isn't even the level that we exist on, uh, the most of our perceptually, phenomenologically exist on, isn't even the most microcosmic level. It's kind of somewhere in between, you know, the subatomic sub realm, and, uh, uh, you know, this macro, uh, uh, you know, realm of, of solar systems and galaxies and the like. So how is it that, you know, there, there's plenty below us, there's plenty of protons and neutrons and atoms, and yes, maybe they're unstable, but they, they just simply change, they just simply morph into something else. So how is it that that, you know, it's not even competition, and maybe, I mean, I mean, I guess you could spin it into any way that you like, and you could say that, oh yes, it's competition in this way or in that way, and I guess you could, I guess you could spin it like that, but I, I don't, I mean, it's certainly a different type of competition that we're talking about with, you know, predator and prey, but so how is it on every other, and, and so is it on the, the larger level, but so how is it on our level this this competition exists? <laughs> you know, a, a level which physically is somewhere in between. It's the middle path between the you know, big and small. So, we have to, there is a level on my part and I see that see this obviously very well of of unacceptance of that where I feel like something is out of line out of whack and 
this particular battle, the battle of competition, um, is something which, which intends to simply, to simply fight, <laughs> to, to, in an ironic move, something which opposes and attempts to compete against this notion that that's just how it is. Um, and again, it's our, our point is is simply maybe to fight. Maybe maybe this isn't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's. I was going to say maybe it's not a winnable battle per se. But then again, I, I, it very well may be more winnable than than I think. Um, but this in itself, this battle won't win the war, I don't think. But uh, it is one that needs to be fought in order for a war to be won. <laughs>